0: welcome to agile coffee episode 26 i'm vic bonacci and you can think of me as your barista serving up fancy little espresso drinks of agile and lean hey on today's brew we've actually got two segments put together for the first half of the episode i was up in portland oregon i went to the agile open northwest and if you haven't been to the agile open northwest let me tell you something do yourself a favor and put yourself on their mailing lists It's probably the best open space that we've got in the U.S. Go there. It's every year in February. Anyway, I was up there for a few days. I met a whole wide range of excellent people, um, had some fantastic talks, ate some killer food, drank some great beers, and saw a beautiful city. How's that for you? Um, Ended up organizing a Lean Coffee and uh, recording it. And let me tell you, the four or five people that were in there with me, um, my hat is off to them because it's very difficult to kind of meet someone you don't know and agree to sit down with microphones um, and talk about Agile and Lean topics. But kudos to them. They did it. We had a really excellent time. Uh, a lot of the topics that came up, we didn't actually get around to covering. We probably introduced about nine cards, but unfortunately, our session was cut short due to time, so only covered about two of them. I ended up taking the audio file, though, and bringing it back down to Southern California, got together with my friends, and we picked up where we left off, covering the same two topics that were discussed up in Portland about a month prior. So it's a bit of a twist on our typical method that we follow here, but I hope you'll enjoy it. By the way, I just want to remind everyone, once again, if you like this episode and you like what we're doing, changing up the format, let us know. Drop a line to me on Twitter, at or reach out to me via the website. Also, please let your friends know and have everyone in the family go to iTunes or Stitcher, give us some feedback. We love to see it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the brew. So welcome again to Agile Coffee. This is episode twenty-six, and we are recording at um the Left Bank Annex in Portland, Oregon for the Agile Open Northwest Yay. 2015. So Drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been doing a lot of that. Lots <laughs> of learning. Uh, Ninth annual. <laughs> doing some of that. Today um, from my right, I've got Ben Sherwood. Good morning, Ben. Morning. Ben can be reached on Twitter at SherwoodB. Michael Wolfe. Good talking to you, Michael. Cool. From
1: Seattle Lean Coffee. Lots of time up there in Seattle.
0: Very good. And we're going to talk, hopefully, about the GroupWorks uh, card deck and how people are going to get uh, their hands on one of those decks, too. Um, Alicia Len... I'm going to say it wrong.
2: Lenier.
0: Lenier. Yeah. Alicia Lenier. Well, it's good meeting you, too. Alicia can be uh, reached on Twitter? No? Yes? Maybe. Hmm. We'll find
2: out. Soon. Soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Climbing the curve. And Iron Savage. And Ian is on Twitter at IESavage. Welcome everyone. My name is Victor Bonacci and I can be reached on Twitter at Agile Coffee. We've got a number of cards in front of us if we just want to read maybe our own cards and put some context to them and then we'll go ahead and vote and uh, see what we've got. I've got two cards in front of me. One is uh, OST, which is Open Space Technologies in the Workplace. I heard a I went to a session yesterday where we talked about open space technologies, and I'd like to maybe ask a couple other questions about that. Another topic I'm proposing is called GroupWorks card deck. Michael's carrying around uh, uh, this really interesting looking card deck. Maybe we can ask questions about that.
1: Some friends of mine wrote it, and I'm on the Steward Circle. So we're trying to get it out of the world. OK.
0: What have you got there, Ryan?
3: I have two cards. One is about Scrum Fadeaway. There was a very good presentation last night at the Agile PDX uh, meeting. Uh, Deandria is the guy's last name, Frank, very entertaining fellow, opinionated and outspoken, um, who talked about how Scrum is failing and where he was taking us was that all of these things that all these uh, strictures and structures around uh, um, Scrum, um, in the beginning they're necessary and as you learn how you're doing things, they kind of fade away. So that's what that is. The other card is uh, MMF, Fail the Minimum Marketable Functionality. Uh, functionality by itself is not good enough. You, you, I don't think you can go to market with if you're just focused on functionality. I, my background is in testing and quality assurance and uh, I believe that quality, that the, the sum of quality is a matter of, uh, it's a function of all the individual qualities that software has. For instance, if you have a very functional, a, a highly functional product that can be taken down by one hacker, then you don't have anything. So, security is a very important quality, as Ooh. much as functionality, and performance, and maintainability, mm-hmm. and a lot of other um, attributes. And and this builds on attributes testing <coughs> from the manufacturing world. Mm-hmm. Alicia, you have a card?
2: Mm, I have three. Excellent. So, one builds on, I think, is a little bit beyond your your card for mm-hmm. group work cards. I'm really interested in resources like this, so maybe group work cards plus, right. and I'm probably not saying <laughs> the right name, but you can, anyway.
4: Um,
2: I'm really interested also in Agile outside of software. Is that is it really possible, you know, and I, I kind of evaluate the, the kind of tools. I I, I'm, I cherry pick the things that kind of work for my teams and the projects I get on, and. Agile has some great, great tools, but uh, they kind of need to be hybridized to work in my world, which is not software. Well, it's an interesting thing to me. And card number three adaptive action in Agile. Um, I took a really great uh, training on human systems dynamics a couple summers ago and um, started thinking through that lens of adaptive action, what, so, what, now, what. and um, I'm actually going to be um, running the or facilitating the retrospective this afternoon, and I'm I'm going to. I decided to use adaptive action. It's very hey, simple and action, fun. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, cool, Michael. You got a card. Or two?
1: two that I have. One, <clears throat> well, actually, both kind of work well with you. Um, I put inoculating lean coffee at work. We talked about being Agile infected, and then decided that inoculated was better than infected, <laughs> that's what had a better context. I uh, showed up at our headquarters for the first time ever after working for the company 10 months, real quickly put together a lean coffee meeting, and somebody says I lit the room on fire, but the point was I was the spark, they were the tinder. It really took off, so wanted to show that, <clears throat> just how easy it is to drop it, even if it's not your site, it just took off. The other is um, at my remote location up in Seattle, I proposed something that was going to be a Lean Coffee kinds of things, but it mutated a little bit. So the developers now have what they call a code party. It was kind of going to be a code review, but it sort of took on the Lean Coffee format and just sort of mutated to be developers talking about code. You know, not the specific product, but just coding in general. So taking a step back a couple steps like we do with these kinds of things. So wanted to point that out. Excellent. Ben, do you have a card? I have one simple card, yeah.
5: Okay. Um, so I, was, I had mentioned earlier about dialogue mapping a little bit, kind of a concept to solve bigger problems. And, and a term I learned recently was a wicked problem, which is a, a big, it's a big problem, right? And so you can ask certain questions. Uh, I learned another term, tonic questions around it to solve these wicked problems. So I was thinking about Agile and that, and so my question on the card is, in what other parts of life can I feasibly and effectively apply Agile methods to better my life? So that means buying a car, or dealing with a spouse, or a family member, or where is it really applicable? I mean, if you're in an emotional discussion with your spouse about feeding the dog, you don't necessarily want to break out a whiteboard and and break out the dialogue mapping, you know, who does what, and so how can you... How can you bring these logical things <laughs> into more of an emotional argument with someone you care about? Because this is perfect for work, right? Because work yeah. should be unemotional, should be unemotional, well. quote unquote, Ooh. right? <laughs> no. So, uh-huh. so well, at least he stated I, his assumption. Should, <laughs> right? I mean, no. that's...
0: No,
5: no. <laughs> so anyway, <that's,
0: laughs> I That's mine. So alright, we've got, uh, we've got a number of cards and, and it's very likely we're only gonna hit the top two or three or so of these cards. So let's go ahead and, uh, Take some time here. Um, three votes apiece, three dots sure. on a card, and we'll order them as we need to. The first card we have on the table says facilitation tools. We wrote group works cards. The group works card deck is,
1: it started out as somebody's passion about bringing their facilitation skills about what she called design patterns mm-hmm. because that happened in architecture, that happened in software, so she kind of reused the term. But what it is, it's practices that work in group settings, regardless of size, regardless of context. So it could be a two-person dialogue between you and your your significant other, or spouse, or it could be a 500-person thing at a sales meeting. These things just work, whether it's about appreciation, or about an opening, or about a closing, or balancing exploration with focus, so there's 91 cards, it was originally intended as a book but published as cards because mm-hmm. you can interact with them more. Yeah. And so we've used these to plan a meeting, to do a retrospective on a meeting, mm-hmm. to sort of put them together in clumps to say, in this section of a meeting, we'd like to focus on these particular things. And so they're organized in nine different clumps. And um, it they comes with the uh, directory, uh, kind of an instruction, an overview mm-hmm. of the nine groupings? And so you can grab them and do whatever you'd like to, but in fact, in March, we're holding two seminars up in Seattle. One's an evening seminar on a Friday night, which is getting together and playing some games that people have created around these. You know, process geeks are going to create games around being process facilitators. It's really kind of cool hanging out in that geeky space. So
0: I'll make sure to put links to these events on the website at agilecoffee.com episode 26. Okay, so that's just one, and since I have to leave, thank you very much, but keep talking about other facilitation tools. Thanks, everybody. Great, thank, thank you, Michael. Thanks, Michael.
2: Michael. Cool.
0: And Alicia, you wrote the card, so did you have any questions or any other tools that came to mind?
2: Well, I wanted to talk about other things. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is, this is amazing, and how do you find things like this is, is a question for me also, because if Michael hadn't approached me, um, I wouldn't have known about it, right. necessarily. Um, so really, it was more of a kind of. Oh, I'm supposed to do the talking. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, anyone. Um, so you know there uh, there are a lot of books available. Um, so how do you focus your focus your uh, search for tools, mm-hmm. knowing that there's so much out there?
4: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you really do? And and actually, you know, this I just got this from Michael, and I love this. The pattern categories he's got here. Um, so why don't I just read this um, because this might be the answer to what I was really looking for: intention, context, relationship, love, creativity, perspective, modeling, inquiry, and synthesis, and faith. And and that's you know part of the search for facilitation tools is what tools work best when right. for what purpose. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I also, well, and we have that as the next card, but I also took a a human systems dynamics class, a training a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, and that was really interesting because they covered a lot of different facilitation tools, but they also described the, the, uh, helped you understand why they work, not just how to apply them, what they are, how to use them, but why they really work, which was really fascinating.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been using Lean Coffee for facilitating retrospectives and some meetings. Um, I'm not sure if that's, I guess it's a tool, a Lean Coffee is a tool. Mm-hmm. But this deck seems to kind of be like a guided, more of a guided tool. Um, and, and I'd love to hear more about the uh, adaptive actions and human system dynamics. It is the next topic on the board, so it might kind of blend into this. but. Mm-hmm. But I haven't used any other tools, though, for facilitation other than, you know, just things that were in um, Diana's retrospectives book or or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: I have one I'd really like to share with you, uh, which is the top facilitation methods, technology of participation, and it was, it was, um, I, I discovered it years ago because I was looking for a brainstorm tool to work with engineers, civil engineers. Oh, wow, okay. And, uh, and it's, it's, uh, the challenge I was having with the brainstorming tools that I had was, uh, as engineers, and you guys probably experienced the same thing, we really want to get into the details and start writing the equations and solving the problem. And we can't stay kind of at the high level. Which that's is right. where, when you're planning and people want to yep. kind mm-hmm. of uh, keep you up at a high level, it's very frustrating. They, they want to see and the broad
3: picture. That's right. Well, it, it, but engineers like to deep dive. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, and so good.
2: and so this this particular brainstorm method works. It makes everybody feel good. You the way you frame the question is very important, but it allows all the detail that's you know weighing on your chest and. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way that method works, works really well with um, engineers, I've used it with research scientists.
0: And this is called the T.O.P. method?
2: T.O.P. T.O.P. um trademarked by the Institute of Cultural Awareness, ICA. Okay. Uh, they've used it for over, I don't know, 20, over 20 years for social justice. So it's not like engineers are going to find this kind of tool. That's right. why I think it's really fascinating to have discussions with people. What'd you find? And I came across it through this long involved t- story.
3: T O P stands for
2: <laughs> technology of participation. Okay. Yeah,
3: cool. I
2: like that. Yeah, it's really okay. it's an amazing tool. I use it. I use it a lot. Like it's it's easy to learn as well. Like Lean Coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. So when you talk about facilitation, are you talking mm-hmm. about in in agile teams or is this kind of broader, mm-hmm. like with larger groups? and who who do you work with mostly?
2: I'm not. I'm not really on any real agile team.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm. Out, I'm not in software, for mm-hmm. example. And but I'm very interested in agile and bringing agile oh, yeah. into my project work because I've learned so much. And that's another card. So I'm kind of cheating because it doesn't have that it's higher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're asking about other the kinds yeah, of yeah. teams, uh-huh. and so I do a lot of work with municipalities, state. Um, uh, Oregon Department of Transportation, the City of Portland. Mm-hmm. I've worked with them for many years, and I've just been, I came across Agile because of my need to work with, uh, try to help teams that are interdisciplinary, uh, cross-disciplinary teams collaborate. <clears throat> so it's it's endemic. I mean, it's, it's a problem everywhere, and our projects are not, um, they're not getting simpler, they're getting more complex, and so Agile yeah. You guys have, you know, in the software world, you've really developed a, a an interesting way to approach complex projects, and I think that I'm stealing ideas. basically. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take those mm-hmm. ideas, and I've got a lot of people who are. We um, we have, we have a, a LinkedIn site, Agile uh, Beyond Software, Agile okay. Outside of Software.
0: Let's move on to um, adaptive action and agile, which is. Uh also, Alicia, I think you introduced this one, so why don't you start us off with this topic.
2: Adaptive action, very simple concept. Um, if you look through thing, look at things with that lens, what, so what, now what? So the what is, and, it, and it's, um, there's a lot, it's through the hum, um, Human Systems Dynamics mm-hmm. also Institute. Um, there are books written about adaptive action um, and, and the way I distill it down is, what, so what, now what? And, and I've looked at a lot of the tools that I use and, and how I have conversations um, and uh, other facilitation tools, and, and, and you can kind of see that pattern, the what, so what, now what, really follows. Uh, it was a theme throughout. And what it means mm-hmm. is, so you get the facts, what happened, mm-hmm. now what? So, you know, how did it feel? What's my interpretation?
5: What's the problem?
2: Yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah, they're, they're facts, so those are objective.
5: This happened. This right. is how it's, this is the problem. What do we do about it?
2: And yeah, this happened, I kind of the, I... the feeling mm-hmm. and stuff around it, or the interpretation, and now, and now what? And it's a very simple way to think about just about anything. Well, and, um, and just right?
3: to tell you an application of that, um, Intel had a security issue recently, and I, oh, I'm working with the product security group and I, of course after something like this happens you do a retrospective right and i called up my friend the director of that department and said james the the leading edge now is for re- retrospectives is to take the form what so what and now what yeah. and he came back and said thank you and off it went and yeah. It was yeah. simple yep yeah oh wow
2: that's great you can help me to later today with during the retrospective <laughs> okay. i'm
0: looking forward to that now yeah. are you going to go into When you're doing the retrospective, like explaining this process, like as the framework of the retrospective, or are you just kind of doing it without explaining like why you're doing? it Wow,
2: I was going to think about that more over lunch. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: (laughs) but (laughs) but, you know, (laughs) I'm (laughs) open to I'm open to suggestions too, um, because what I the way I had have been doing retrospectives was more uh, what went well. Okay, what happened? You know, what went well? What do we want to keep? What do yeah. we want to improve? The three things we'd like to change for next time. Right. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but it fits the what, so what, now what. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to kind of explain it, because I know early on that our retrospectives kind of fit that other format of what went well, um, at least ours did, that we okay. were
3: using. <clears throat> yeah, it's traditional. Yeah. How um, did you learn
0: about it again?
2: That was through the human systems dynamics.
0: Institute. And and what brought you to that, the human systems and institute?
2: What or who? Okay. <laughs> yeah, who then? Diana Larson okay. mentioned huh. it. She found it and she's uh, uh, she's a proponent of it and um, yeah. So it was, it was I was happy that she pointed me to it.
5: Oh who's here? Oh. Speak
3: of Diana <laughs> Larson <A> special
5: guest.
0: <laughs>
3: come in, come in. Mm-hmm. Gave me gave me good morning! Oh, okay. We are
0: just talking about human system
3: dynamics. Oh. And how Alicia got turned on to it.
2: Yeah, they said, what What led me to it? And I said, what or who? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I just want to say that even though we didn't get through all these cards today, it was really a pleasure talking with you guys and hearing, oh, and, and just seeing the topics that came out in cards. Um, that's always a, a, a great benefit of doing a Lean Coffee, even if you don't talk about all the topics. Um, so again, I want to thank Ben Sherwood for being here, Michael Wolf was here and, and took off, Alicia Lanier was here, and uh, Ian Savage. So thanks again for um, for this, and uh, this is Agile Coffee, episode 26. Great, thanks. Thank
1: you. Yeah, thanks,
4: Vic. Coffee, coffee, coffee.
0: So that was the conversation that I had uh, over Lean Coffee in Portland uh, when I talked with Ian, Elisa, Michael, and Ben. Um, Anything that you guys want to talk about related to either the brainstorming tools, uh, the group work cards in specific or the um, adaptive action? What, so what, now what? I'd Just like jump right to, in. yeah,
4: I mean, I, I've been looking at these cards for probably a year now. I don't actually own them. Um, there's one source by which you can acquire them. But the, the biggest question mark in my mind is how do you find the trigger events that lead into using these cards with the software development team. You know we have the recurring ceremonies so yeah retrospectives is potentially one one possibility but I look at them and I get the impression that you might be looking at more than an hour to do justice to the purpose of the cards and I don't know it could be that like I have a history of working with honorary teams but I get this sense that most of the teams I interface with are in a big rush to just get the retro over with and it kind of is ironic because what benefits teams the most is bonding together really closely and understanding the way each other thinks and what drives them so it's like you know working with some sort of mule and <laughs> you need to like have a carrot that it wants in the moment
0: what if you what if you did kind of gamify it I mean it's pretty gamified as it is but is what it, if you made it a full day activity or part of a multi-day activity part of an off-site activity I think then people yeah. don't have a, a rush to get back and it provides more of a more of a deep dive into the regular typical retrospective
4: So here's a question mm-hmm. is it? when i'm thinking of triggers like an excuse to to play this game to help the team am i looking for a crisis or am i looking for fair weather or maybe are both extremes the best times to be saying hey let's just do this for the fun of it or Mm -hmm. let's do this because i think it'll help our situation
0: yeah i think either extreme. it says um in the in the instructions for this card deck Mm they're more recommendations i think than instructions Mm -hmm.
4: Okay. These recommendations. Yeah, Yeah, it says each one steward one as people arrive and settle in, have each person select one pattern which they take responsibility for bringing into the group or as a group guidance at launch or when the group is stuck. Okay. So, yeah, it sounds like they're saying kind of the same thing. When there's a – maybe a crisis is over-dramatizing it in my mind, I suppose. But, yeah, when there is a purpose – or when there's just silence. But, uh, you know, relating to this product, and I'm not saying it's a competing product, but there are similar products in the the world um, that I like, actually. Nicely packaged. um, And the one that's coming to mind, I can't recall the name. I'll find it. But it's literally a deck of really nice photos. And they're of, generally speaking, they're of people and you have a sort of activity where you spread the pictures out and you pick a picture, maybe on the back of it, there's some sort of instructions in how you're assigned to tell how you relate to this picture and what it means to you as a way of exposing something about your identity and your drive.
0: So that reminds me, I'm not familiar with that deck, but um, going through the airport, I remember I had to pick up a gift you know, for the daughter, the obligatory mm-hmm. airport gift shop, and I went to um, the section where they had story cubes, they had Rory story cubes, which can fulfill a similar purpose, sure. and then they also had story cards, which are similar to what you're describing, but instead of photos maybe aimed at an adult audience, these are aimed for their illustrations, beautifully done, aimed for a children's audience, and they have various forest characters, the fox and the pig family and the bear and they're flying an airplane or they're at a picnic and you can see a sequence if you line the cards up you can make a sequence because it's a Mm. story starter deck. And because they're all gender neutral, race neutral Mm -hmm. cards of animals that people can relate to, I thought wouldn't it be great if we used something like this because you can Mm -hmm. show the range of emotion. There's the platypus who's looking a little lonely and there's a a birthday present uh, on the floor behind him or or something, you know. Mm. And I thought, well, oh, we know Woody, Woody's Will's wife, you know, is an illustrator. Wouldn't she get into you know something like
4: that? Oh, uh, developing perhaps developing a, a deck. But as you say, yeah. there's there's a there's a
0: deck of photos of people yeah. in situations, and that might be mm-hmm. fine. I just thought the illustrations were a nice touch because of the. You
4: have more control over what you're trying to suggest.
0: Yeah, uh, you don't know if it's a. Boy or a girl fox who's sad so it's the
4: ambiguity that leaves it open and <laughs> enough to right. be a medium. Well certainly I would say if we're talking about a team that just formed this is the way that I would want to kick it off you know I've I've been in things that were well intentioned and not entirely inappropriate but you know the four quadrants being you know what do you like to do versus what do you loathe to do in personal life versus work? It's a it's a framework. It's something to start with that maybe lasts, you know, 20 30 minutes, but because it's so mono or bi-dimensional, I think that you can only get so so far, so much mileage into relating to people and something like this cuz you know, it's it's really prompting very strongly to disclose something of meaning and value to you personally. I think this is more suited to working professional adults, you know. One other thing to think about you guys beyond, I mean, like up to now, most of our conversations and podcasts have been about working with individuals in software development teams and There's, like, at least two more layers to most large organizations. There's, like, a program level, and then there's, like, an executive level. And if these teams aren't relating well to each other, the negative effects are pervasive. And sometimes looks can be deceiving. You know, we can see a boardroom of what we perceive to be imposing figures that might actually genuinely not be getting along well. And some activity like this could be sort of an icebreaker uh, to something better. You know, Patrick Lencioni's uh, five dysfunction of teams is a novel a novella that kind of describes one approach to getting a group of high level executives to work together I think that it's just as likely that this arrives at the same outcomes, but maybe with a little bit less um, obvious intentionality. You know, it's easy to say, okay, so what's wrong with us is we don't trust each other. Then let's start. I'll start by telling you my biggest, deepest secret. Please don't laugh. That's that's extremely direct. Yeah. And I, I, I like the subtlety of this approach because there's there's more shades of gray that the speaker or the the participants of the game can build into it and you can you could do iterations of this game whereas once you play your hand with like here's the pyramid of dysfunctionality and obviously the cures are the reverse of that that's it you played your hand there's not much more to talk beyond that anything else
0: anyone else want to jump in on brainstorming tools or the groups work cards or or do we want to talk about the, uh, the other topic, adaptive action? What, so what, now what? As I, an alternative to... Oh, go on.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, so it's kind of like the experience we had at Orange County uh, Scrum Day, you know, with Kate McGaw's retrospective workshop. There's many things that people can decide to do, what, decide what this means to their you know, profession as a Scrum Master Facilitator. And this, to me, is something I'd love to permanently uh, replace the three questions with. And the reason why is that what, what went well, what didn't go well, what do we want to change, um, doesn't have the same flow of consciousness as what, so what, now what. And it's okay, you know. We're not saying agile is actually a lie. Um, this is an incremental improvement, I believe, and um, I'm glad it's here now. And I'm anxious to see after implementing this what's different about the outcomes of our of our retrospectives. I don't don't know until I try it.
1: So I'd like to use this in one of our next uh, retrospectives. I kind of like the. The standard approach but i do find that it falls into a, a rut real fast and yeah. so they're they're expecting the the question and they're not giving it much thought they just throw something out there so they can get the meeting over with or whatever they don't dig deep enough and so i've been leveraging all kinds of ideas to get get the team to dig a little deeper into what we could do better, and I, I like this format. I'm gonna definitely use it.
4: Something about it—it it seems more dynamic to me than the, the lengthier questions that we ask. These are questions too, and I can kind of visualize some someone you know coming into the retro, just you know, brimming over with like I want to, I want to ask, I want to tell, and this just being a simple trigger to kick off that conversation. So, what's the... Can uh, somebody go over a synopsis
3: of this what-so-what-now-what so what, what approach and give maybe an example?
4: So, here's what I'm thinking about this, and it's maybe not so much um, just a team little thing. When you're engaged as a consultant to help a company, it's because they have pain. And the typical consultant approach is to walk into whatever the highest level is some executive board and say so we know that you have this problem and it's costing you this much money and you don't know how to fix it and we happen to have an approach to solving this for you and it'll cost you this much money it'll be done by such and such a date whatever it's like this big presumptive close when engaging uh, a client, simply listening to understand first is a much more humble and empirical process. <laughs> if if I was going to try to work with a client, I think I would actually go through this exercise. So what's up? Why am I here? And they're going to talk about what, what their biggest pain point is and what... And then so they talk about a pain point and you say okay so what? Why do you care? Why should I care? Cuz it has costs.
0: Yeah, exactly. How important is to it to yeah. us what's the cost?
4: Right. And then you know, you're running you're running low on time, almost at the hour. The closing question is so now what? Do you want next steps from me? Do should I suggest some next steps to you? But we've spent all this time um, sifting through the pieces. What are you willing to do about it? And that could mean there's action items. That could mean somebody uh, wants a quote or an invoice. I don't know. But there's there's next steps.
0: All right. So that will bring our conversation to a close. I want to thank, uh, in the room with me today, we have Dale Ellis at the Digital Dale, John Jorgensen at Water Scrumbon, Brett Palmer at Brett underscore Palmer, and Larry Lawhead at Larry Lawhead. All of us on Twitter, you can reach me at Agile Coffee. Also want to thank, once again, Ian Savage, Alicia, Alicia Lanier, Michael Wolfe, and Ben Sherwood. You can check out any notes from today's podcast recording on AgileCoffee.com slash episode 26. Remember to use the hashtags AskAgileCoffee or TellAgileCoffee and join our conversation. And please let your friends know that they could follow us on iTunes or Stitcher as well. Look forward to talking to you again down the road. Thanks. Thanks.
2: But if you start out thinking just so simple like that, anything from building an agenda, holding a meeting, you know, setting up for things, yeah. or it's all, can it's all be boiled down mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and mean
4: iterated on,
2: <coughs> what, so, what, now, what, so, what, now, what, what so, what, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, you, and, you and go If,
3: if your so what says, eh, you know, you don't. Even, yeah, you don't, you don't have, don't have do to do it now. <laughs>
4: that, and go on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Hmm.
4: That's perfect. Hmm.